0: Welcome back to the podcast that rock, the podcast that talks about rock and metal news, alternative and indie events, everything else, and everything I can possibly come up with at the top of my head because I'm scatterbrained, and so are my two friends that are on here too, Crash and Mark, <laughs> Spectrum Pulse, and The Rock Critics. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, guys. How, how's everybody doing today, huh? I yeah. can't complain that much. Good. So everything everything's roughly comfortable? Nothing chaotic happened this weekend for anyone?
1: Oh, chaos did happen. I went to a grindcore <laughs> show on Friday. Ooh, Ooh, was it was nice. Um, it was a bunch of very very small indie acts, none of them that were would be name acts, but it was it was a house show. Okay. Oh,
2: cool. Cool. So That's house so shows
1: are are, are are an experience to say the least. And I think I got home around 2:30 that night and then then slept <laughs> into like 11:30 and this the rest of this weekend has been listening to Ed Sheeran and the new Kyle Craft. So
0: Okay, uh, I have not heard everything from Ed Sheeran's latest album. I know John talked about it a little bit. I know you've listened to the whole thing. Crash, I know you've listened to a little bit of it. Um, Actually, no, I haven't had okay. a chance to catch any of it new Ed Sheeran. I've heard the one song that was played on SiriusXM Octane. I, that's crazy to even say that sentence out loud, and yeah. it makes sense. Wow, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it really was, too. So, Mark... Uh, and Ed Sheeran's latest venture where he goes genre crazy and just does whatever he wants. What's your quick synopsis of what to expect for Ed Sheeran now?
1: Um, My synopsis, the, plus, the quickest way I can describe the album is basically saying, you know what? Some people's ideas, their childhood dreams, when you have the clout to make them happen, maybe ha- take a second glimpse, maybe just take a second breath just to ask yourself, was this really a good idea? <laughs>
0: huh. So you're saying that no one took Ed to the side and said, you know, we we understand you could fire us at any moment, but is this really what you want? Really?
1: Nobody nobody did that. And you can tell that there was so much money being thrown behind a couple of these singles, and with so much so much push has been now put into place to move some of these, because I will say this: there are a couple hit, there are a couple songs that will become hits just because of the people who are on them on the Hot 100. There's an Ed Sheeran and Travis Scott joint that's gonna be huge. Uh,
2: yeah, and here's the thing: yeah. it's actually
1: really, it's actually quite good. I like the song a fair bit. Okay, um, but then there's also, then there's also a Cardi B and Camila Cabello
0: collaboration as well. And all, I'm not interested.
1: There's also yeah. an Eminem and 50 Cent
0: collaboration. That I heard about that one. I haven't heard the song, but I did hear about that one. It's bad.
2: Um, <laughs> really?
0: Bad. especially Fifty fi- Eminem now, and especially Fifty now. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I didn't know he was still doing anything besides working out and complaining about working out on Twitter. <laughs> you now, the fun thing with Fifty, the fun
1: thing with Fifty Cent right now is his Instagram, where he's made it, where his goal is seemingly to press everybody who may or may not have owed him money. basically try to cuss them out and say you owe me money, bitch, and and basically go off on a rant there. (laughs) I I have to look this up now. I have to make sure that (laughs) it is is worth watching. Like Honestly, 50 Cent is more interesting on Instagram than he has been in his music since, I want to say, about
2: 2009.
1: And he did it all
0: and, and that was and that was years after his heyday, too.
1: Oh, it's been it's been probably 15 yeah. years since 50s heyday. The one yeah. thing, although circling back to the song on Sirius XM or High Octane, um, mm-hmm. that was a collaboration with Bruno Mars and Chris Stapleton. And the way I can describe it is a quasi funk hard rock jam. That is basically a gigantic like love letter to cocaine and terrible dad
0: puns. Yeah, that is 100% accurate. I mean, there's a, there's a beat to it. I mean, this is more, when you say the funk in it, yeah, that really is presence. And it's not that bad of a song by any means. It's, I don't love it, but I, honestly, I've heard much, much worse on mainstream rock and stuff. But it, it was unexpected. Let's just say that
1: it's a weird fusion because like, it is like Bruno, like, like, here's the thing. All three of these people are convincing singers. Like, I actually think they have grit in all their voices. And I totally buy Bruno Mars making a song about cocaine. (laughs) The thing that threw me was the dad jokes and the really limp production. The production just did nothing for me. I, I I said this, like I I made a comment about this in the, and when I put out my review recently of the album, I'm fairly certain Weezer made a more convincing cocaine anthem this year with California Snow,
2: and that just says it all, doesn't it, people? <laughs>
0: like and oh. Weezer
2: kind of phoned to have a lot of stuff in this year. Let's yeah, I, I like okay this. yeah. But, well, but. no, yeah, I hey, you're talking to the Weezer guy. I love me some huh. Weezer, but if Weezer this year kicked your ass, that's a very bad (laughs) sign just if black album teal album weezer is throwing you around oh
1: now granted i'm in the minority thinking about that i know for a fact that i think john is a lot more positive on the song than i am Mm -hmm. um but basically for me i i've heard this song before i've heard this Ah. kind of funk rock before and I'm like, if I want to listen to Lenny Kravitz, I'll listen to Lenny Kravitz. I don't want to hear from Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, and Chris Stapleton. It does have a Lenny better.
0: Kravitz vibe. You're 100% right. I, I had not pieced that together, especially with the guitar. But yeah, you're right.
2: See, now I need to dig this track up just out of more. <laughs>
0: no, it is shit. worth hearing. That is okay, – it's yeah. by – like. I Again, I don't have a problem with it. I don't love it, but I definitely don't hate it. I've heard much worse on mainstream rock and everything. So it is worth checking out. I'll put a link to the YouTube card too for everything. But here's the weird thing. Yeah. It's the last song on the album. Huh? Oh, I did not know that. For real. There, yeah. There, there, and
1: it sounds like nothing else on the album.
0: <laughs> see, I, the thing is, though, I would have bet money. Like that Travis Scott song, the collaboration with that, I could see that being big just for the name value. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I would have. I can. I would not have expected.
0: Yeah, I would not have <laughs> expected the Eminem and Fifty Cent song to be the bottom dropping out, though.
1: Mm. Um, that one's the bottom dropping out. I would argue the. I don't like the Justin Bieber Ed Sheeran collaboration. I think it's one of the worst songs there, but it's doing mm-hmm. well in the singles charts because it's Bieber and Ed Man. Sheeran.
2: Yeah, I actually Growth. actually yeah. Come to think of it, I think I did catch that one just on yeah. you know just here and there. I actually did remember hearing that just vaguely. It's so boring. And if dull. you throw
0: Taylor Swift into that mix, you will watch Twitter implode. <laughs>
2: well, here's but here's the thing with that. Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, I've never thought have had good chemistry. No, they haven't. Just no. no, especially on that last album. Like what was it? Bad reputation? Big reputation? That's was called, that's called that song? Endgame. Endgame, um, thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: And Ed Sheeran. I thought Future had more chemistry with Taylor Swift than Ed Sheeran did. Yeah, that's crazy to think about.
0: <laughs> but you think no, Ed Sheeran would be easier to work hard hard with too. It.
1: Huh. Well, Ed Sheeran yeah. works with everybody, but the thing is, is that his yeah. his writing style is so idiosyncratic that I like. He uses weird turns of phrase, and he's the Britishness of his writing consistently comes through. That's why he has a song with a uh, Stormzy, a grime artist, and it's actually really great. It's actually all about like going to these like nasty, foul dive bars in London and going to raves. It's a
0: great song. Huh. Huh. Man. See, that sounds more promising. At least that I can get behind and understand the premise of it and, like, look forward to it in that description. Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran is just such a mixed bag now. Like, And I mean that literally as in you stick your hand in, like, blindfolded, and you pull something out, you have no idea what you're going to get from it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. He is a pick and mix of an artist. He just... <laughs> he's, he's the Forrest Gump
0: allegory. You just never know what you're going to get with this guy. Yes. Ed Sheeran is like a box of chocolates. Sometimes <laughs> you'll get 50 cents. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> badum-tish, badum-tish. But, okay and going into this i know it was unexpected and the thing is though sometimes it was a hit sometimes it was a miss for that album and from what i understand it's you no know, there's some wretchedness but there's also some positives speaking of unexpected asking alexandria has decided to go a different direction as <sighs> well <sighs> That's one way to put it. Um, (laughs) See, for everyone on the side that's now listening to this, um, the day that violence came out from Asking Alexandria, I sent the link to my two friends here in our private Discord chat and said, Mm. can anyone else remember the quote that was what I specifically said?
2: Not off the top of my head. I can dig it up. I
0: literally quoted Crash and used his turn of phrase, Asking Alexandria has been devoured by the Imagine Dragon.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well... See, but actually in that same private chat, Mark, you actually brought this up as a good counterpoint. Okay, the new Asking Alexandria single. It doesn't sound so much like they've been devoured by the Imagine Dragon, so to speak. Uh, it sounds like they're literally just trying to do a full-blown bad impression of Imagine Dragons.
1: Like that, the whole cadence to that opens up that song. It sounds like Believer.
0: It does. yes bit, it sounds yeah. almost exactly like believer it sounds like a watered down believer and stretched out to like several minutes longer Oh, oh you
1: guys God. saw you guys saw the long form video the actual yes. version song sounds like 3 minutes
0: It's a, it's a regular song but it was stretched out to the point where you're sifting through a bad video Let, oh, let's just call God, it like yeah. it is and oh, then yeah, hearing a song that not only you're not expecting from asking alexandra who has changed over the years that's fine that's not the point the song itself is just poorly written. The guitars are just the most static riff. I'm pretty sure it might have just been in Pro Tools. The drums yeah, oh, might not. If, if asking Alexandria still has a drummer, he wasn't there for this recording. Not for this song. No, this is oh, this and is, this is, uh, this is literally Imagine Dragons. Uh, not diet Imagine Dragons. I don't. I don't even know of a good analogy to
2: put this. Uh, no, no, no. This is like um, Imagine Dragons, like Max or like the special Coca-Cola black cans that they put <laughs> out or whatever. Oh, this shit. is asking Alexandria. You know, it's, it, the, oh,
0: oh, it's oh, the British. Okay, so it's the British, like the UK only version of Imagine Dragons for a limited time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, here's yeah. my question then. Like, you guys are a lot more familiar with asking Alexandria than I am. I- I'll say that because I really have only heard them in bits and pieces okay. at most. How mm-hmm. much of a change is this for them, night and day? Really? Yeah, when you go back.
0: Oh. When you go back to the late 2000s, and then see how they've gradually changed, lost the lead singer Danny Warstop, got him back. Even then, over the past few years, they've rebounded, had their ups and downs, but they still. Yeah kind of held the same ground in their metal core. They were a lot louder and angry in the beginning days, but still they kept onto that a little bit, like varying softer and more melodic to heavier. They still incorporated it all up until 2019, where they said, screw it. I want to be on these Honda and uh, Nissan commercials with my music.
2: See, here's the thing with Asking Alexandria. They were pretty firm. They were a metalcore act. Pretty, It's pretty safe to call them metalcore. Yes. Um, but they were also... The thing is, they weren't exactly strangers to an electronic element, especially in some of their earlier records. Like, they would have some occasional little keyboard riffs, uh, some interesting program sort of sampling. Here and there, it was always kind of laced throughout, like some metal critics said that, oh, that was so terrible, but, you know, it's something that they could do effectively. You know, if a band, here's my thesis on Alexa- Asking Alexandria, if someone were, if a metalcore act were to get devoured by the Imagine Dragon and potentially survive it, up until a couple of days ago, I would have said, maybe Asking Alexandria could do it because they've toyed with it before in the past. But this new song, it's just, there's no originality to it. It doesn't no. even sound like Asking Alexandria anymore, which is such a shame too. Because their previous album that they released, their last album was the first album they got after uh, getting War Snout back in the group, and it was um, fine. It was pretty decent actually. It's yeah. one of my I, I I'm not a huge fan of Asking Alexandria, so take this with a huge grain of salt, but that's probably my favorite Asking Alexandria album up to this point. It's very solid, very heavy record, a very rock feeling record. And yeah, this I don't and the thing is I don't know what inspired them to make this change either. This is
0: completely out of left field and to like, piggyback off of what Crash is saying back in the past in the late 2000s especially in the early 2010s there were mm, be electronic yeah. components it never overtook a song it never was the dominant feature that's what me, this that's, is the violence that's and to what me it is.
1: what it feels like it's more of not quite the dominant
2: feature but it's absolutely the foundation absolutely yeah it's the and, foundation yeah sorry
0: and when that foundation the- is cracked they need to level that whole building and start over <laughs> Huh. Well, that brings me to
1: my question here. Were they ever like? I remember we we both we all covered Bullet for Bullet for My Valentine last year. Ah, yes. uh, yeah, it made and, my fourth of the year, and it wasn't. It was bad. I think we we can all say it was a bad album. But let me ask the question. One thing about Bullet for My Valentine is that they were trend chasers, and yes. I think we we can, can we can if they've been a decade in the industry. We can call this out were asking Alexandria ever that sort of band where this would be would this would make sense for them? Hard I wouldn't no. no,
2: No, I wouldn't say that at all. Um, no, well, at they all. there was a sort of they were one of those metalcore acts that was like sort of mainstream metalcore in a way, you know, they were like a hot topic ish kind of band, so you could tell that they you know sort of ch- chased a sort of melody and a sort of structure and image that sort of made them seem like eh, you know they wanted they wanted to be popular they, you know I wouldn't full blown call them sellouts necessarily but you know there was sort of a mainstream kind of desire to be mainstream in their music but I don't know, their old sound, they never never had to take actions this drastic in order to maintain that balance. This still, even though they're not, you know, they're certainly not the most indie band out there, this is just such a left field, such a Even for a band that I don't think could potentially sell out, this feels like a weird sell out kind of move or like a trying to sell out but failing kind of move. It feels
0: like a sell out moment and it's a year after like we coined last year the year of the beep boop. Yes, and looks it's yeah, like it should have been in the middle of last year. Yeah, see, that's See, that's what really drives.
2: That's what really sort of befuddles me so much about this. The whole trend, the whole year of the beep boop thing we had, the whole beep boop sort of the, the Imagine Dragon. What, the various sort of <laughs> phrases we've given to this trend. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. especially this year that I've been, at least that I've been noticing in my respective listening. That trend is fading and it's fading fast. Yeah. Like I said it would. Thank Big God. Yeah. It's, been, it's been fading. It's been going out. Hell, we've already had some bands come back from the brink and basically apologize for what they did right. over the past couple of years. <laughs> but here comes Asking Alexandria freaking Just eight, celebrating it. Uh, yeah, a year after everybody else's. They are so late to the party that, the, that mom and dad are actually back home making breakfast. It's like Okay, here's uh,
1: the then here's the follow-up question. Hmm. Who do we blame for this?
0: I don't know. And that's what uh, kind of drives me insane too because yeah. for asking Alexandria fans when Danny Warstop came back, it was like this refreshing gift, this breath yes. of fresh air. Everyone was happy on cloud 9. They had that album come out. Yep. Things were rolling back on track. Well, now you have Danny back, and if this is the direction they are going, then what and, and this is the high point. If this is the lead single for an album filled with this sound, Oh my gosh! We already have like a potential See? contender for worst of the year. Yeah, I
2: hate to be—I hate to be like hyperbolic. To I, I hate to say that right away, but yes, yeah. pe- people dig. If you if you're brave, dig up the violence and hear it for yourself. Yeah, this is like this is easily probably one of the worst songs I've heard all year so far. It is, for and, me too. and if and if the rest of the album sounds this misguided, this clunky, this just unoriginal, yeah, I could easily, easily see an album of 10 tracks of this being my worst of the year so far. And Do you think t- it beats t- out AJR?
0: Okay, touche. <laughs> it's a little bit different because we know how much good Asking Alexandria has done in okay, the past. Yes. <laughs> okay. yes. So it's okay, a silence problem all over again. Yes. yes. It's,
2: the, it's the wasted potential. AJR yes. was never good. Some. That That
0: is great. Yeah, okay. The thing is, too, this is coming from someone who has enjoyed Asking Alexandria. I have never had a problem with them. I have hmm. never once – I was talking to Gretchen about this. Like, she put it greatly. Whenever Asking Alexandria comes on the radio, you don't reach for the dial and go, oh, heck no, I'm not listening to this. No one yeah. does that. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, – Now – say- I can honestly say I would do that with this song. With this song, most definitely.
2: And I would argue... Well, personally, I would argue their Covers album from a few years back is just absolutely wretched. Um, But (laughs) they don't usually play that on the radio. But outside of that, I could see this album. That's easily my least favorite, Asking Alexandria, their Covers album. Dig it up sometime. It's good for a laugh if you want something really
0: embarrassing. Is anyone... Okay, who else is doing a covers album? Because I'm kind of losing track at all the covers albums these days.
2: <laughs> I think everybody does covers album these days. <laughs> well, uh-huh. the,
1: one, the covers album that I actually, that Fantano covered and that I was curious about was the Kieran J. Callanan covers album. Um, and I know that, the name. Uh, he's more on the indie pop rock side. Very weird artist, but... Like the funny thing, I was doing a little bit of research for the new Kyle Kraft album and he yes. put out a covers album in 2017 or 2016, 2017, And he was covering stuff as varied as Blondie to TLC.
2: Wow. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah, variety. Huh. I will have to dig that up personally. That sounds pretty good. I checked out most of them. It's, it's not, I don't think it's as good as his original material, but
1: mm. I'm also on, I'm kind of on the fence of Showboat Honey right now. So, Oh, Interesting. I don't think it's better than Full Circle Nightmare or Dolls of mm. Highland. Like, not yeah. by a long
2: shot. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I've only had like one, one and a half good spins with it. But I'm kind of on the fence, too. I'm really enjoying it. But, and again, Full Circle Nightmare was just so good. Like, mm-hmm. I loved that album. And this, so I. I feel like it's not necessarily a Full Circle Nightmare. I feel but-
1: like it's not mixed very well. Like The mixing to me is driving me nuts because I think the vocals are too low
2: hmm i can kind of see that um it, it's definitely it doesn't have that punch like full circle had It it is it feels like it's lacking something i don't quite have my finger on it just yet but it's there's something missing that i can't
1: i agree with you there i, I, need, to yeah. two, or, I need to give it another tour i need to give another five or six lessons but i think oh
0: yeah well, i'll get there so right here full circle voice. i just think of that creed album that fourth one that came out and failed possibly uh-huh. Damn it! Why did you have to remind me of that, of all things? I mean, failed hard. <laughs> yeah! So, so, so. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to distract everything. I just couldn't get that. I had to get that out quick, quickly. But less.
1: speaking of utter failures, or at least some form of catastrophes,
0: what's going on with Mudfest? I was just going <laughs> to... That was on the topic list, and in Mudfest... I can't believe this is gonna come out of my mouth. Mudfest is rolling along full steam ahead to a town near you. No shit. Oh it's, my god. I think it comes to St. Louis where I am. Uh we're not letting go. No, I am not Canada, going. So. I'm sorry. I'm busy. Luke, I don't Luke, remember you, what day I don't remember what day you. it's on, but I promise I'll be busy that day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I assure you something will come up. But listen, um, they're not playing the enormous venues like the big amphitheaters. They're playing a like in St. Louis. They're playing a smaller amphitheater outside of St. Louis. It's a gazebo um, in the park. No, I'm,
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they had that to kick mean. out the wedding
0: reception. It's no, like, no, no. Hey, this is ours now.
2: Like, really, that just, is
0: a
1: way too high of a decor for that sort of thing. Like, can you imagine what they would do to the decorations?
0: Oh my uh, gosh. Oh lord. <laughs> just soak it in Bud Light. <laughs> and I Uh-oh. say that I'm aware that supposedly Wes Scantlin is sober, like completely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. I I mean, <sighs> I've never met the guy. I'm just saying
2: what I heard. For you know, to be okay, to be 100 percent fair to the guy, it has actually been a while since we've heard any misgivings from the guy. Most of the stories we've looked up so far surrounding Wes or the band or anything else is actually about Mudfest or about yes. him cleaning himself up. So, you know what? It seems like he's at least doing better than he was. So, hey, more more power to the guy. Uh, right. Best, best of luck. I hope everything goes well. Stay on that wagon, my man.
0: Um, well, I'm still never working. coming
2: to any of your shows.
0: Okay, by the way, for the rest of Mudfest, they have Saliva and trapped and tantric oh Oh, see the thing is i will say this when that first tantric album came out with the original days of the new New members back in uh 2000 i was sold on it i thought it was fine and that's it after that See, yeah
2: after the rest after the days of the new talent left it was just yeah it's not even the same experience that first album though i know it's tantric it's not a band you want to get caught listening to i understand right. that but that first album it's it's worth at least checking
0: out you know it is i totally agree yeah. um yeah they're going to like i'm looking at the tour dates right now there's a lot of um there's a lot of different obscure clubs. They're not the big name areas. Um, they are playing a few bigger ones though, but like they're playing smaller amphitheaters that like are decent size, and then there's also playing some smaller ballrooms. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's yeah, hard to really like the, a lot of these venues I've never heard of, but like they don't appear to be like tiny. Yeah. If I, that makes I, sense. I hate, God, I hate to just keep dunking on
2: poor Wes Scantlin, but how many, like, spinal tap moments do you think have happened on this tour where it's like, if I've told them once, I've told them a thousand times, puddle of mud first, then puppet
0: show? (laughs) I honestly would be very shocked if... This I, okay. Let me say this. I'm shocked that this hasn't turned into the tragic road story of the whole torches combusting and stopping and everything's cancelled halfway through. Oh, you mean like Woodstock '50? Ah, um, Woodstock '50 is still going to happen. Didn't you hear about all the reports saying they're going to find new investors? in oh. Time. Oh, I saw you...
1: the lawsuits. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah,
0: I, was, I saw plenty of those. <laughs> like, and they're not even done. Like, when is the event supposed to be? The end of August?
2: Yeah, I I'm going to be. Out the I think August. With that. August September I think is the new date they said.
0: Can it's you not- imagine can you imagine those people that did try to buy tickets and actually paid money to someone for that? Yes. Because like I remember talking about this. Those were like they never had like VIP for like specific days. You had to buy the full weekend pass. No exceptions. Yeah. Oh, that is scummy. That That is is
2: low. That is scummy as hell. That is just dirty, dirty business.
0: Like at what point do they just go? All right, let's just cancel the 50th year and maybe never try again. And uh, let's just go pack it in. You think they
1: would have learned after 99. That's what's blowing my mind. Oh yeah.
2: For God's sake, (laughs) 99 was such a disaster If, if ever there was
0: a sign to say, okay, we can't do this anymore.
2: Like, and also remember, like okay, let's think back for just a sec to when Woodstock '50 was just announced, and you know the cynicism hadn't said it yet. None of the other stories came in. Hey, there's going to be a Woodstock '50. Here are the lineup of bands. Here is the that was where the cynicism came. Yes, because even, even at their peak, the lineup they the lineup they scored the bands that they got. It was
0: like it was like five hipsters got together and made their little wish list, and then Miley hopped on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was, it was, yeah. I mean, it kind of crapped all over the original idea of Woodstock. It even crapped all over Woodstock '94 and '99's lineup. Yeah, just... Because, like, say what you want about 99 and how much of a true disaster it was, the lineup for Woodstock 99 wasn't bad. Oh, absolutely.
1: There Hmm. were parts of Woodstock 99, if I remember correctly, the lineup didn't have, like, Alanis Morissette, it had DMX, it had, like... It had a
0: few, it had a couple names that stood out, but, like, honestly, though, overall, you got the feel of what Woodstock was trying to do. Yeah. Now, in Woodstock 2019, they were trying to, like get as much money in one weekend as possible they're going to try to make that new coachella of the east
1: yeah they, they're they're just they're but just... they're going up against bonnaroo and the other in the other places anyway so why would they or bonnaroo Lollapalooza? there's enough big enough festivals on there the are. eastern seaboard that i don't know like what would make <laughs> woodstock so special if you don't get like an big. incredibly big name and
0: yeah, this is not in a convenient place to travel either this is like isn't it upstate new york
2: Yep. Yeah, ups, I I lived in upstate New York for a while. It is not easy to get around there. It's all hills, it's all the it's all the Appalachians and everything. It's mm-hmm. all rocky and miserable and yeah, these guys they shot for Coachella. They hit Firefest.
0: <laughs> See, uh, man, I you know, I just I can't get it past my brain. I just know in those boardroom meetings and those Skype calls, they all thought because it had the Woodstock name it was going to succeed no matter what.
1: Yeah. Well, I, that might be very telling of our generation. Have we finally shoved the last remnants of boomer nostalgia out the door? Yeah.
2: I mean, I and mean the, na- the name doesn't have the same credence. It no, does no. not. And the and the fest doesn't have credence, so that right away, you know, that's already. Right. I'm sorry, I made a very lame joke. I, I I'm sure. What were not going for? I every, yeah. every no, I'm, I promise you, everyone over 65 is laughing their ass off at that joke.
1: I got that joke. Like <laughs> okay,
2: all
1: right.
0: I got what you meant. I saw <laughs> Don Fogerty live. Uh, Surprisingly, still has it, and his son plays with him as a backup guitarist.
1: It's kind yeah. of funny. The person, like, it's. In terms of, I was actually flipping the script actually a little bit. I actually just finalized my plans. I'm actually going to be going to Reading Festival again this year.
0: Ooh. See, now that's a much stronger lineup than Woodstock had.
2: Oh, my Lord, yes.
0: (laughs) Well, you (laughs) could.
1: Just the fact they got the Foo Fighters on day three.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. But the
1: thing that surprises me, and this is, I never saw the Foo Fighters name attached to Woodstock. And that surprised me, if only because for as much of rock traditionalist in terms of like somebody who could celebrate the history of rock the same way that Dave Grohl does
2: you would think he would be the first name on the bill you would certainly want him to be the first name on that bill yeah and then you, get the,
1: uh, and then you put the black keys on there too because yes
2: yes agreed
0: and they <laughs> yeah. it wasn't even so much a swing and a miss it's like they took a golf club to the bat uh, to the plate and tried mm. to swing with that instead I'm a little uh, bit surprised that like like, here's the thing. I reviewed the Black Keys album, and I liked it. That's what I heard other people say, too, that it's actually a big step up for them.
1: I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not there, it's not Thick Freakness. It's not Rubber Factory. It's not going to be their best stuff. But I think it's a pretty good album. But am I the only person who thinks
0: that album just totally came and went already? Yes, I noticed that, too. Like, the, t- the hype for it's already gone. They are going on a bigger later this year, though, like, starting in a month. Hmm. So maybe yeah. it'll pick up back then if they have another single come out on the radio. That's I can at least see that. But I do agree. That new album came, and it's already in the rearview mirror. See, I
2: actually forgot. Well, I remember uh, that came out
0: like last week, a
2: couple of weeks ago. Couple uh,
0: weeks ago. Uh, a weeks couple of weeks yeah.
2: Two weeks ago, yeah. I actually missed that on my listening rotation for that week. I meant to catch up to it, but I completely forgot about it. Sounds like everybody else did, too. Um, not a great sign, just not a great sign saying that, but it's,
1: it's a safe album, but I think it's good. Like, I think in terms of doing what it needed to do it, it provides rock music.
0: I would rather have safe and good than imagine asking Alexandria dragons and whatever that was. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be better than that it is no matter what you think of the black keys i'm sure it's better than that oh if if i can go to Mudfest and listen to a song and it has a chance of being better than what they just put out you have a problem ah ooh. ooh that's am i match. wrong for saying that you're no, not wrong at all problem. and yeah and that's the problem just ow ow people <laughs> just ow Again, this is coming from someone who likes Asking Alexandria.
2: Yeah, no, same here. Same here. I don't uh, despise, I don't despise Asking Alexandria, but wow. wow.
0: Yeah, so Mudfest, you're not rock bottom right now. Then nope. again, I do remember like someone tagged me on a Puddle of Mud put out their first new single in 10 years. They're gonna have their first new album come out in ten years. I've not heard the song. I've not heard any news about the album. I haven't read it. it, it has anyone else here? Nope. I did not want to go seeking out a puddle of mud track. Um, I someone I, tried I, to tag it and I like kind of shove it in my face. I sold <laughs> it and click. If that could, if that kind of really says it for you, but Ooh. man, see, I know I it's to ha- come.
2: I was uh, looking through my uh, various posts on um, oh on my Discord server, and p- other people from there had heard it, and uh, the general consensus: lot of unimpressed people. From that, apparently, the lyrics are still super dumb. It's apparently oh. like Wes Scanlon, uh, even though he's oh shit, sorry, um, You're yeah, even though Wes has even though Wes has gone through a lot of experiences that would inspire a a, a lot of good potential lyrics. I was just apparently, apparently thing. he doesn't. Dude just doesn't have the talent to make it happen. It sounds like he just
0: doesn't remember what happened over the past <laughs> ten years to him, so he can't <laughs> write about it. That's mean, oh, but true. It is mean. I. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, I mean. But yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like he has a lot. He had a lot of ups and downs. He has a lot of things he can reflect on and write about. He had plenty of time over ten years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, and, and, and he, he, he had over a hundred band members join in and out with him <laughs> in that time frame. Yeah. He he and, he
2: base he basically went through all of this and learned nothing i.e he pulled an ivan moody
0: Uh, Oh, see that is one thing ivan moody's also over a year sober and he is well (laughs) i'm reporting the news of what i've heard sir you know again again he hasn't been arrested we haven't
2: heard any shenanigans so he hasn't had an
0: onstage meltdown in a year yeah, see, yeah,
2: that's for for Five Finger Death Punch. That's that's
0: a point. big deal for him. That's a big was, deal for them. He was racking them up, and they were meltdowns too. I mean, he yeah. was he was really getting the big ones, like making up excuses to end his show because his mom's in the hospital, and that ended up being a lie. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that oh. was a big deal when that happened a couple of years ago, and his own sister called him out on it. Yeah,
2: good lord, the Five Finger Death Punch you can't you can't say they're not devoted. Like almost any other band yeah, I can think true. of almost any other band I can think of, that would be a killer. That would be the okay, yeah. fuck you forever, I'm done moments, but ugh. Wow, dude. Yeah,
0: that was that was and then like a. Uh, Year after that, they were in Europe, and that was when the big meltdown. Where Ivan said, "After yeah. the second song, this is the last show I'll ever play with these guys again." Yeah, I remember. On the second that. song of the set, that everyone's like watching. First of all, way to kill the mood for the entire crowd and make it enjoyable. You could not even be mm-hmm. professional for that one remaining hour.
2: <laughs> no, like, oh, to, oh, uh, well, we're only like you just came out, dude. Uh, are you going to at least finish the set? Um, <laughs> couldn't that like, wait? Just
0: like a, an hour. And yeah, then they right. had two different singers fill in for him. Uh, Phil Abanti from All That Remains. And I want to say it was Tommy Vexed also. I'm not sure if that's the other person that was. And they both, um, they both filled in just fine. And you know what? I'm not even that crazy about uh, All That Remains. But at the same time, people dug what they heard, like all the Five figure Death Punch fans. So did Ivan Moody go, oh, crap. I can be replaced real easy. I better <laughs> knock it <laughs> off. I'm See? surprised
1: he hasn't been replaced, honestly. You know,
0: yeah. I mean, because you don't hear crap about the other band members.
1: Nope,
0: never. Yeah, no, and they are talented. We've all we've all chimed in on that. It's they're not hacks. They do know how to play.
2: Yeah, about to say, and and plus, what the hell is like Phil Labonte doing these days? You know, I mean, that could be a good gig for him. Did
0: all that remains have a new album come out? I feel like they had Uh, one come out. They did because yeah,
2: they they had one come out a year ago. Less than yeah, um. Yeah, uh, yeah, one came out last year. It was meh. It was very forgettable. I didn't hear it. I just
0: remember it. Like, yeah, another one came out. Yeah, yeah. That's basically all you need to know. Another one came out. Oh my
2: it it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like I don't know. Some of um, all that remains is more recent output has been kind of on that Ivan Moody level of whiny and. yeah yeah their last their two albums prior to this were really bad about that um phil Abonte wrote a song called um oh what was it called it had the worst title in the world like oh, uh, like like oh uh, people aren't gonna li- people aren't gonna like it when this happens or something to that effect um it's an all that uh, remains song An all that remains song yes named oh yeah this this probably isn't gonna end well I do that remember a, that song, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably
0: won't end well, yeah. It
2: probably won't so, end well, yes. I got... Yeah, we got there eventually.
1: See, here's but, the thing. Uh, yeah. When you have a band like Pup that puts out a song called Full Blown Meltdown,
0: mm. it actually is good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I finally caught up with Pup, and I... Dig it to death. I wish I would have yeah. covered that when it came out. Yeah. Oh, Mormon stuff is Dude. fantastic. Yes. More, oh, yeah. Definite album of the year contender for me. Holy yeah. shit. It's on my list also. That, w- that one blew me away. I was yeah. not expecting something like that to come out that fresh, and it was great. Yeah, Speaking
1: that- of albums coming out, are any of you guys going to check out the new Tomb Mold album dropping this? Oh, I tomb-
0: am not,
2: unfortunately. Um, or crash, are you? I didn't know that's coming out. When is this- You actually cut out on that date. Uh, uh, this Friday. This Friday, ooh, I'll, I'll give it a spin for sure. Yeah, I'll really... eventually hear it,
1: but I'm not a yeah. death metal fan, but that is death metal I will
2: listen to. <laughs> yeah, okay. that that last yeah. new mold album was really like this close. This close to being on my year-end list. It was mm, just very, very good stuff. I didn't know they were having a new one come out already. I'm well, the, fun I with, the fun thing
1: with them is that like they are apparently pretty pro- they are pretty proficient and pretty uh prolific in putting out material and mm. so they tour pretty much non-stop in canada i think i've seen them twice three times already
0: oh wow no I kidding i didn't know that either huh. mm. man they Ooh, put man. on a great yeah, well, show too you guys get that and we get Mudfest touring across the country yeah <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> kind of unfair universe to crash and i live in blame um, canada the- <laughs> blame canada sheesh <laughs> oh man we don't get too bold five times a month in our city, but we sure get Puddle of Mud playing in a local park.
2: Ugh. Can
0: say you imagine I, the noise I, complaints <laughs> that back yes. in the backyards? Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. The fun um, thing is
1: that there's actually a stadium. There's actually, if you go, I want to say a couple blocks north from where I currently live, there's a place called Dundas Square where they actually have, it's sort of like Toronto's equivalent of Times Square. And they actually have a stage there, and there have been bands that have played that stage there. One of the bands that played there was Swans. Huh. No shit. And really? Swans played I didn't that know they were stage. Doing anything. <laughs> and well, they got—I think it was—it was—I want to say five to six years ago. Okay. And it was the Seer tour. I think. Yeah, it was, It would have been six or seven years ago. And it was so loud they had to shut down mid-set. See, Jeez. I
2: believe that though. That is just swans. That is just yeah. the music they make. You, yeah. how, why would you let them play in an air in an arena where p- p- the public are can are, can gather? And well, be yeah. within the dissonance of it. It all.
1: out the street preachers. I'm okay with that.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. That'll do it
0: too. The like in the festivals in the U.S. now, they usually have someone come in and check out the decibel put out, so that way they know. Mm. Like, there's like. Um, Like in in Florida at Welcome to Rockville, there's like a limit to how high the decibels can go. So that way there's never an issue. So that way, hey, the decibel limit's at 90. You can't go to 91 or else we can shut you down. So they go, okay, we'll play it at 90, keep it there all weekend, and there's nothing you can do and no one can complain. Okay, perfect.
1: See, you know what? I think that they probably have something similar. But I don't think they realize, A, it is swans, and yeah. B, I don't think Michael Gira gives a fuck anymore.
0: Oh, Lord, no. Why Why? he? would probably should, take that as a badge he? of honor. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: oh. This weekend, I'm actually covering Sum 41, their new album coming out, Order in Decline. Mm. Nice. I have to say two things. One, I love it. I was not expecting to love it, and I do. Number two, mm. Sum 41 really hate Donald Trump. Man, I can already
2: tell from that one single they dropped. Uh, Yeah, yeah. no, there's a few
0: other, there's some other songs that like really go for too. Yeah,
2: that's to say, not a one shot. Yeah, (laughs) man, that they
0: are, they really got the jaw. It sounds like they really got the jaws out
2: for this album, and they did. There's a fire.
0: This is a lot heavier than I was expecting for them to go. There's like they have more of the punk rock feel in some of their songs, so they go to full thrash at some points. Okay, they yeah. Like, I, yeah. I was going to ask you, since it is such a heavier record, is that sort of metal element
2: that they yes. like to the sneak People, in
0: sometimes? The People Versus is one of the songs you'll sit down and go, holy crap, these guys really do know, how." like, do still have that anger and fire in it. It's impressive. It's yeah. not like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but still, it's way high up there and it's worth checking out. Do
1: they go harder than like like a Rise Against sort of mold?
0: Yes, and points, yes, they do. Wow. And it's more very direct cool. also. And like, I can't stress this enough. They make it very clear what they're talking about and who they're talking about. Hey. Fun stuff. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, Again, I was not expecting that from some 41. I was not expecting it to be that fierce and that like unbridled anger, you know? Yeah, you know, especially after 13 Voices when it was so like kind of
2: hopeful and redemptive uh-huh. and it had like this, sort of great like that had its heavy moments too but that was a yeah. good punk ass record to kind of that was them that kick. Ca- yeah
0: yeah that was like a big sort of return to roots for the guys it's well, nice to saw? see yeah well this is them kicking the door down right now there's one song on there that's a ballad with derek singing a little bit more just cleanly mm. with a piano and that's the only song like it the rest of it is has a lot of variety there's a lot more punk there's no mm. real pop-punk side on this album. That's what I thought was interesting also. Oh, okay. wow. There's okay. not. Like, when you not, hear this, you're not, like, you not going to... No, like, when you hear this album, you're not going to be thinking of Fat Lip and Into Deep at all. Okay, see, I'm kind of in the weird area
2: with my uh, appreciation for Sum 41. I like their albums like Chuck and Does This Look Infected, where their harder edge started to bleed out a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm there Hearing this makes me very intrigued to see what
0: this album's going to be like because they've never done it for an entire album like and this. this. Is, I, I put that out in my review of it too because I just finished writing it today because I've had that Ooh. album for a few days. This is the album that does that. Like, where, It's Ooh. a consistent album where they have that fire. The song that's available now is called A Death in the Family. Listen to that song.
2: Ooh,
0: I will definitely- That is probably the yeah, that is that's. Our, I think that is my favorite from the album. It's a. It was released now on YouTube. But at the same time, that is like the good threshold for what to expect, along with the mm. People versus, which is like the thrash heavy side from Sum Forty One, which sounds crazy to say, but that mm. is exactly what it is.
1: But at this point of the band, are we Are we? I, I'm not sure how surprised anyone can be. I think they've gone, they've done, they've had their polit, they've had their popular moment. They're going to be mainstays in rock forever. This yeah. is really the time to experiment.
2: I mean, yeah. I, they've they
0: proven everything. everything. Yeah, they yeah. have nothing to lose. They can do whatever they want, and they have the ability to make sure that they can, like, seal the deal, like they can actually deliver on something. Yeah. I don't think some, some 41 fans aren't going anywhere. Yeah, no. not, not at this point. No, right They're- about to say they're
2: they're dyed in the wool they've like like i said they've proven everything they need to prove to everybody so yeah let's say we're we might if they can stay together we might see some very very interesting albums out of these guys over the next yeah. handful of years here
0: and mm. now that most of the lineup is back together like i think they're only missing mm. one original member but like everything like brown sound came back and mm. so yeah. like they have all the pieces there so they can really do something special and this album has a lot to talk about and it's a lot of songs worth replaying. Mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I might
2: I might have to cover this one myself if I can find the time. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable.
1: Well, so the
0: next couple of weeks don't look that bad from from in terms no. of album. August is the crazy month, but like for the next couple of weeks for the rest of July, it's not as intimidating. Like you guys don't cover
1: hip hop and like mm-hmm. outside of the big crit album, and I'm expecting to be a massive disappointment. Um, out of nowhere, Mister Motherfucking Esquire put out an album that's going to be fun.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: surprise huh. release! Yes. Well, oh. he he was on a he was on a major label for a little bit. They put out an EP. The EP didn't hit. He got dropped from his label and it's ta- it's been a while since I ever heard from him. I'm just
0: excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a name I haven't heard in quite a while now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Why Same the here. surprise release? Why the no build up? Huh. Well,
1: I, I I don't think he's big enough where he would actually like, it would be a surprise, like, unless you're a Died in the Wool fan base. But, okay. like, and I only heard about it pretty much by accident, just browsing Pitchfork. And Pitchfork, like,
0: yeah, they put it on an album. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Speaking of Pitchfork, Crash has a special video he's been working on that's going to be posted this week. Hey, Crash, how did that go? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Actually, yeah, like I was uh,
2: telling you guys uh, before we uh, fired up, I was literally uploading the video. I was crunching, you know, getting everything ready, making the finishing touches. It literally just finished processing five minutes before we went live. Like, as, like, what by the time this podcast goes out, it'll be up either on early access for those of you who are on Patreon, wink, wink, or um, it might even be out um, publicly. Um, I just need to schedule the premiere and everything. But yeah, uh, my next upcoming video uh, is a big one it's the top 10 worst pitchfork reviews that they've ever published. And both of you guys actually show up. (laughs) Yeah, in this video. Yeah.
0: So, how did you choose out of over ten thousand bad pitchfork reviews to narrow it down to ten? Uh, it, see, the thing is, it was crazy hard.
2: It was crazy hard. It was harder than I thought it was even gonna be. Because as I was skimming through, you know, all of their articles, like the, you know, the ones that I thought, okay, this is an obvious one. This is an obvious one. Then I went back through some of their reviews and thought, oh, you know, I, I dug up like I don't want to spoil. Uh, anything. So here's one that doesn't show up on the list. Uh, Well, basically, all of their... Oh, hey, they reviewed Jimmy Eat World a bunch of times. Oh, neat. You know? Um, oh. So, oh, yeah. Like... um you I know, remember the, those. Yeah. Oh, I bet, you know, those albums were really good for their day. Oh. Oh, my God. That just... Again, it seemed like every, for every one entry I had for this list, I would do more research, or people would recommend albums to me at, when I would, you know, ask for recommendations out there, and I get like five, ten more. So honestly, I could probably make three top ten worst pitchfork. <laughs> review did, you videos. Like, uh, did you go to like? Did you go like hate fork or rip fork at all? Just like pull up those old reviews. Um, here and there, here and there. Okay. Um, mm. I'd say I, there are um entries on my video even that are that are reviews that pitchfork took down oh yeah yeah so well i've got a uh, i've got a at least a couple of entries in there that even the site themselves were too embarrassed to keep it up and there's some real shit that is still up on pitchfork that you can look up right now and think why would you publish this am i thinking i get wet uh you might be you okay. might be again. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything.
1: But you, okay. Oh, uh, did you find the one for the Stephen Wilson albums or the Porcupine oh. Tree
2: albums? Oh, see, uh, I, I'm I didn't, but I'm not. I'm not a huge Steve Wilson guy. I don't know a lot about Porcupine Tree, so oh. that's, that, and that's more just ignorance. That's just my own personal ignorance. There. But are, are they? I'm sure. I they're... think
1: we. I think we both know. Given because yeah. I know <laughs> one's coming. Pitchfork hated prog rock and prog metal in the late nineties. Yep. They you see, sure okay, did. I should
2: I should have put two and two together on that one. Yeah, they probably despised Porcupine Tree. <laughs> oh, well, man. they called them they called them Radiohead ripoffs. Say what? Oh,
0: how does that work?
2: Oh my God. See, like I said, I have material. F- even now, even now, as we record this podcast, I'm still finding out about terrible, horrid pitchfork takes.
0: Oh. I don't even know how to make that comparison. i I do vocally
1: but at the same time like
0: that's even
1: a scratch if you're drawing the comparison between up the downstairs and okay computer you're doing something wrong
2: you're doing something very wrong even my plebe ass when it comes to porcupine tree at least knows that that is the worst comparison well it wasn't
1: just that it was a comparison to radiohead and a comparison to travis Oh God. wow,
2: who remembers Travis these days? <laughs> um,
0: well, I do.
1: I do remember Travis cuz I kind of went on a like a late 90s British pro British prog like venture I want to say back in 2017. I Ooh, listened to a okay. lot of Travis, a lot of Elbow, a lot of Oh yeah. And I like Elbow a lot. Like yeah. like they, like that last Elbow album in 2017 was really good. Um oh. I didn't know and, they were still
2: making albums. Huh. No,
1: it, it was very like it went a little poppier, but it actually went poppy in a good way.
2: Interesting. Huh.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I just remember because Pitchfork hated all of it, just like of they hated, they hated early they hated late nineties early two thousands
2: emo too. Like yeah, no, no, they hate emo, they hate prog, they hate punk, they hate pop punk. They basically just hate everything I love. Did
1: you see their most <laughs> recent? Did you see the most recent Idols review? No.
0: no, oh no, Pitchfork. I, I think it was like
1: a pitch. five point four out of ten.
2: Oh, that well, although that was the one for... that came out just
0: at the end of last year. Or middle yeah, of-
1: the one that topped crash year-end list. Oh, I
2: thought I they... loved that album. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that was my album of the year. They gave it a five point four.
1: I don't. It might not have been that low. Six point eight. Remember,
2: oh. Yeah. Six point eight. Okay, that's that, that's oh, for pitchfork. Again, again, for pitchfork, that's, it's better than the slander they wrote about Kyle Kraft last year. Yeah. Oh, see, in my video, I had a rule where I wasn't going to tackle anything that was four years young. It, it the album had to be at least four years old, give or take. Okay, so fair. Kyle Kraft f- flew right underneath that. Well, not right underneath, but he was mm-hmm. underneath that deadline. But believe me, man, if. <sighs> If I hadn't had that in place, yeah, that would have been high up there. That- oh. Keep
0: in mind that Pitchfork is the the site that gave Tool's Lateralis a one point nine. Yes. Need we say anything more? Yep.
1: Well, oh. I here's the thing. Like, I I I get Pitchfork. Like, because I and like the thing is, is that I look back at what their history was. They were a bunch yeah. of evolved Rate Your Music goons. Basically. Who, yeah. Who basically who ran who ran the scene. And they had tremendous disrespect to huge swaths of genres. Yes. And they were also very much concentrated on very certain, very coastal areas. And that's why you will get the praise to Helen back of early modest mouse albums, which are good. Not yeah. great. <laughs> uh
0: the, they're you know, harmless. It's, yeah. They're, I remember those old, old ones. Yeah.
2: Like I
1: yeah. like them, but at the same time, like I, I think the praise is a little overstated in comparison to what else was coming out in the late nineties.
2: See, I'm I'm actually a big Modest Mouse fan. I really do like like those uh-huh. are some reviews that I kinda like at the same time, it's like I do love those albums that much in that in that respect. I do really love I really do love me some modest mouse. But even reading over you know, I did read some of those modest mouse reviews, and even I'm like, guys, like <sighs> Put your dick uh, okay. In your pants. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like could you calm down? Just you're you are totally at like a 12. I need you at like a 3. Please. Like oh, <laughs> Like uh. but, yeah, yeah, I mean, pitchfork was basically, I don't know, pitchfork was basically if you didn't have a local record store snob in your community, this was the site you went to to be insulted. And to have your choices condescended to, you know? If but if he, you ever he, he, if you if you ever wanted to get side eye for buying a trivium uh record, this was the site you went to. <laughs> yeah. Or you know? well, well buying an
1: O oh, well you said I would say buying an Opeth album, but they oh. liked Opeth. Yeah, see. Speaking speaking of opeth, they
0: have a new album cup they just announced their new album this week. And that's a, that's a new song out actually. And a new song, Heart and Hand, I think that's the name of it. I think yes. so. Well I turn it. It's it's alright. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I, I'm in that same boat. It's
2: fine. It sounds like the stuff Opeth have been doing recently. It doesn't sound like much of a deviation. Um,
1: I really want Steve Wilson to stop producing for Opeth.
2: Eh,
0: I think uh, that might, I think that would solve some problems. Not all. Not everything. Admittedly, uh, it is the same. It's a little bit stale. I think that's a fair way to put it's it. It's a lot you know, stale. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, I'm i say that right. as saying
1: i say that as an opeth fan who holds still life as a 10 out of 10 so
0: huh yeah okay say as, as someone
2: enough. who's as someone who's not the hugest opeth fan in the world i'm kind of a take them or leave them kind of guy when it comes to opeth it is starting to get a little it's starting to get a little drab at this point i don't know yeah and the uh, writing's again, not as good as it should
0: be yeah i can give you that yeah. i can totally give you that one final thing I would like to talk to about talk with you gentlemen about is heartbreak, because it looks like Lil Wayne is going to be leaving the Blink-182 tour. No, what? he's not.
2: What? Wait, what? No, no, he isn't. He actually, unless he announced something within the past, uh, like, 12 hours or something, uh, no, uh, Lil Wayne, he had that episode on stage uh-huh. where he, like, dissed the crowd on stage and, like, said... And he came out with that statement saying, like, I'll, I'll never play again because this crowd, you guys ain't my crowd. Yeah. Okay, does that okay, have first, people
0: in this crowd, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, first off, wow, way to win yourself, fans. Um, <laughs> right. But here's the thing. Um, apparently, like, a few hours after he made that announcement, he got back on Twitter and said, sorry, guys, um false alarm i'll i'll be jumping on to the next show see you guys in banger maine i don't know uh, so here's what i'm thinking uh, actually so i think someone reached out to me on twitter with this and i think this is what happened in the background of things lil wang got fed up at a show you know couldn't stand it anymore decided i'm walking out fuck all y'all pop punk kids i'm gone then his manager came out with the contract he signed (laughs) in his hand pointed to all the loss potential lawsuits
0: he could have faced there's a big there's a bit net gain and loss in that if you (laughs) think depending which way he would go (laughs) yeah see um that's what i'm thinking happened here See, Um, i don't know i'm very torn i'm thinking he might crash out after a while because and the reason why i say that this is a long tour. This goes through September, like the end of September. Oh, oh no shit. Oh. Yeah, they don't come to St. Louis until like uh the 17th of September or something like that. What 360 oh, deal did Blink-182
1: sign that they have Lil Wayne on this long of tour? Wow, I, no shit. I,
0: uh, again, also the longevity expect, expectations of Lil Wayne. That's intense.
1: Well, here's the other thing that like I don't know how much you guys know about Lil Wayne when he's on tour. Um mm-hmm. He's not great live anymore.
0: <laughs> I've never seen him, so that's news to me. But no, I like, can believe the it. Is,
1: the problem is he plays with a lot of backing tracks, and oh. he, and he's he'll miss lines, he'll forget lines, he that. doesn't play the hits. I guess <laughs> he'll do. Oh. He has a weird set list where he'll change things up at random, and he'll just throw. On, he'll have his DJ throw on different stuff. I don't know if Manny Fresh is on tour with him, but like he's he would do that thing for Wayne, and Wayne... Uh, I, I've heard a lot of horror stories of people who have gone to pay money to see Lil Wayne, and I, to me, to me, him touring with Blink made sense, because Lil Wayne has always wanted to be a rock star.
2: Yeah, that's... At least in Lil Wayne's head, I can see that, yeah. I, I heard his closest rock he album. Comes. I heard his rock album.
0: Yeah, I... I've been people have asked me to do that for Ready it. in the Past for quite a while, and I never really oh, got oh, to
2: do it. oh yeah. S- same here. I've been people, people have asked me to do something with that album. I'm trying to put that off for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, we'll I talk
1: about having halt no Rebirth interest. that came out in 2009. Um, hang on, I can get you information on this. I'd okay, rather while you're didn't.
0: looking at that while you're looking at that up. <laughs> the Blink 182 Lil Wayne tour goes till September 20th. Oof. Man, just so at least over, so more than two months remaining. Man, if he isn't having
2: fun on this tour, if every, sh- if every show really is going the way he made it seem, then
0: man. Yeah, and this is not like they're only playing two or three shows a week. No, this is almost every day of the road. Good. There's a little break uh, in August for like two weeks, and then it's back on the road for, th- for like nonstop. Ew. Oh, ma- man, my God, that's so this could I yeah, and that's why I'm saying even if he doesn't like straight up quit right now, I could see him quitting after a month or two because this is a long stretch. And if they're already having problems, that's a big deal. Yeah, like can you imagine if he
2: does actually make it to the very end of this tour, how burnt out and angry and <laughs> tired and depressed he's gonna be walking out on stage
0: just Alright, if yes. you know the words of this one, you sing along, and then he doesn't sing it all himself. He just holds the mic to the yeah. crowd and just lets him just yeah. he just plays with his phone. Yeah. yeah. He he just he just goes
2: he just goes on stage and screams every lyric. Ah, right, you motherfuckers, this is six foot
0: seven! Ah! 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 Oh gee. Oh, I love the Sun you Remember when we used to listen to this in high school? <laughs> Man. Oh. And I can't, I just again like. Being stuck on the road in a miserable situation, that's way worse than being stuck at your own job when you can go home every night. Yeah, see, so I don't know, I I have no idea what to expect because, like, from what I'm hearing, the shows, like, from people that have been there, they say the shows are fun. I believe it, but if if that if they're already having issues now and there's already all this turmoil, and that's what it is too, and they're already like going, it's like, I don't know, I think I'm gonna quit, guys, and then no, never mind. Yeah, see, they months. Yeah, they
2: might be fun now, but from what it sounds like, they might not stay fun. Those of you guys who have your tickets to some of the later dates might want to eh, be well, careful. Okay, <laughs> let
1: me ask this. I just need to get a little bit more information here. Um, hmm. So it's Blink. It's Lil Wayne. Who's opening for Nec-team. Lil Wayne? Ne- okay, so it's not a... Oh, it's Pop Punk. Yeah,
2: it's it's not like
0: Lil so is Wayne, no Wayne, is, Lil on the Wayne
2: is the outlier. Yeah.
0: Oh Easy. no. Yeah, yeah. This is not. This is. That's why people yeah. were kind of more confused about it too, because it's not like a multi-genre. T- this is a pop punk tour with Lil Wayne.
2: Yeah.
1: See, Lil Wayne didn't. Lil Wayne couldn't get into Canada. I want to think because he had legal stuff right now, and Simple Plan actually filled in for him.
0: Well, huh. you can keep yeah. that. So. Uh, oh my gosh! What? How? That's insulting to be filled in by them. Ew.
1: Well, <laughs> apparently, and I, I had a friend of mine who went to the show, and they said Simple Plan just they just played the hits, and they were very competent on stage, and they were well loved by people. So, so they
0: played two yeah. songs and then they left.
1: <laughs> oh, but do mind
0: the of Canadians?
1: Canadians had, the, had the couple good, had myself. the couple of good Simple Plan albums that are not terrible. Like I don't care. I proud of myself
2: terrible. for that joke. I nailed it. Dude, I'm breaking my symbol over here doing all these <laughs> b- dumb tishes, man. <laughs> you know, um, you know, more, you know, okay, I'll, I'll stand with you here, Mark. Good on them for showing up, for playing yeah. the show people wanted to see. Hey, mm-hmm. and from what I understand, Simple Plan gets by better in Canada than they do here. Like,
0: Canada takes care of their own. So, so <laughs> if Lil Wayne does cancel out, does that mean Simple Plan would come down to the States to go, you know what? We'll fill in for you guys. Ooh. In all due
2: honesty,
1: I can see American fan bases not kind of being on board for that, if only because it's
0: a consistent genre show then. I agree. For that, yeah, yeah, I can that see point. them being okay with that. And I could see a lot of the yeah. brokenhearted warp tour fans, because they have no more warp tour jumping on yeah. board with that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I know a lot of 40-year-old guys who still wear Converse's who would go to that show.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely.
2: I say this as a 35-year-old guy who still wears Converse's. So, oh, you yeah.
0: still got five years. You're fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think the thing
1: uh. with, I think the thing with Lil Wayne is that without other rappers on the bill, he's, that's probably not fun. That's, yeah.
0: yeah, he's out there on his own. What do you have to bring? I like, all very, of, it's you can't just bring all your friends on the road for two months, too.
1: Well, the thing yeah. is, is that what's left of Young Money that would fill that in? Drake is not doing that. Drake no, is gonna be Lord, Drake no. is big enough, he can do his own thing. Yeah. Nikki, uh, Nikki's had bad yeah. horror yeah. stories on shows to, on tours, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. Tyga is also kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. Who else in Young Money is gonna step up and do it? Limp Biscuit, when they were signed
0: oh god <laughs> they gotta actually um, make new music first so yeah.
1: i keep hearing a lip Biscuit album is
2: dropping this year i,
1: I heard I, that I, last year
2: yeah i've heard that for the
0: last two years now and uh, <laughs> stampede of the disco elephants stampede i remember of the, the name
2: actually before it was stampede of the disco Ele- elephants i remember it was called gold cobra did that album ever come out I think that album did come out. That was, okay, no. okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. So yeah, that was many years record. ago, and that okay, that yeah, sucked too. So yeah, <laughs> I, I know, shocker, but you know. oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <sighs> well, with that being said, I want to thank you guys both for breaking down the news of this past week. There was a ton of stuff to like to really go into from um, Ed Sheeran to Asking Alexandria to yeah. Mudfest all the way up till pitchfork and blink 182 with lil wayne so i want to give this time to you guys please if you tell everyone where they can find you again if that's their first time listening uh mark why don't you go first
1: um sure you can find me on my channel spectrum pulse i talk about music movies art and culture i also have a second channel which is specifically for my weekly show billboard breakdown where i talk about the inanities that happen there and currently right now it's the big struggle between uh What's going to ultimately come through and whether or not uh, Old Town Road is going to be the longest running song on the number one slot in the Hot 100. Because it could well get there in the next week or two.
0: Hmm. Huh. I, bet
2: that, I bet that's been fun to follow, especially with all the remixes we keep getting.
1: Well, the remixes are currently are being dropped because it's close competition. Uh, Bad Guy with Billie Eilish. She also got a remix with Justin Bieber. Ooh, okay. so the numbers are close but what I find more interesting is that Post Malone just dropped a song with Young Thug that could very well compete there and we have Ed Sheeran dropping that's going to do a significant swath out of the streaming numbers so I think he ties the record I don't think he beats it
0: hmm, okay, that's still impressive
1: yeah it yeah. is oh, Yeah. Oh his first single built off a Nine Inch Nails sample and
0: yeah, no <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit man more power yeah. to him And Crash, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you?
2: Well, see, is this even fair? Because the the stuff I'm gonna plug, I already got to plug earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep it a little bit more brief and uh, okay, just say okay, where okay, they okay. can find. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm Crash Thompson. I host the Rock Critic over on YouTube. You can find me at pretty much everywhere at TehRockCritic, Rock Critic, T E H Rock Critic, all one word. That's Twitter, Patreon, uh, YouTube, everywhere because the was taken. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, if you go over there right now, uh, chances are uh, my top ten worst pitch. Fork Reviews uh video is up, and you can definitely check that out. It's an hour and five minutes long, so I hope you got time. <laughs> pack a lunch, everyone. Pack a lunch, pack a lunch, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's um and that's uh that's what I'm currently working on. And after this, uh, my next FIMI is gonna be yes. coming out here soon. Awesome. So a, a lot of catch-up. I
0: was making this video put me way behind. So I've got mm. a lot of up to do. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys again for joining me. Everyone, please subscribe on YouTube. You can check this out on uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else along with YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channels themselves. Thank you guys again, and hope that your favorite band doesn't get devoured by the Imagine Dragon.
2: Ouch.